What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Hunter and Will are back. We will uh, take your questions from Red Raider Sports and help break down the uh, TCU game and the Kansas game this week. So, here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They are the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online, and it's easy, and, and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at Raider at primeres.com, through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com, or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right. Another loss, another podcast. Will, Hunter, how's it going? What a great way to start the podcast. Just really the energy I was looking for, Taylor. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to lose, which should come as no, I don't think anybody does. Um, so I'm just, I'm just ready to, I'm ready to do a podcast after a win. Is that too much to ask? No, I mean, apparently right now. <laughs> I, uh, I would, I would go, I would go as far as to say, I think I posted this on the board talking about wins. Baron Morton was healthy. I think we'd finish three and zero. Like I actually was, encouraged by the TCU performance as much as I was annoyed by it. I don't know y'all's thoughts on that. Um, The defense, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. Defense defense, two thumbs up. If I had more than two, yes, two thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah, the the defense was impressive. I, uh, it was one of those like, I mean, like I said, my I posted I posted this on the board as well. My hatred for officials is well documented, and usually they're so bad at their jobs that it evens out. Um, I don't think, and y'all can tell me if I'm because I know I'm biased against them, but I I really think they impacted the game. Like I would love to see that if oh yeah if that price pass interference gets called on the non catch. Uh, there was two obvious blocks in the back <laughs> on the punt return on that touchdown. Yes, they're, they're obvious. They're clear as day, and that's know, not even. And those are ones that like officials love throwing. Like they throw those on punts when they aren't even. They don't even happen. Like, I'm shocked they weren't called. Um, and then obviously the non face mask on the sack. Like so, I didn't know. Like I said, I'm open to being talked into. You, you're just a sore loser. You hate refs, but I don't. Like I said. The only, I guess, quote unquote, beneficial call we got was the um, the the Nehemiah Martinez sweep was actually a pass and it should have been blown dead. And instead, we got four yards. 
<laughs> so I guess whoop de doo. <laughs> yeah, whoop whoop de doo. I, I also I, saw um, I saw people on Twitter saying the touchdown they scored after. Oh, and here's another one: the rabbit horse collar that wasn't a horse collar. If it was anything, it was a late hit. So I guess six of one, half a dozen the other. On the touchdown they scored there. Oh, and then that was the Rashad Williams PI in the end zone. But anyway, you're not. I I I saw people on Twitter saying you're not allowed to pull somebody into the end zone like their offensive lineman did. I don't even know. I probably I might should know that rule. Yeah, that used that, that used to be a rule. Oh, you can't pull. That's what I saw on Twitter. So <laughs> blame Twitter if I'm uh, wrong on that one. Anyway, the other, it, the, it doesn't matter. Is I just the, I just needed some some. Uh, I needed some support or or some reality check uh, on the official. The other, the other thing is the third down field goal, uh, where I, correct me if I'm wrong, but the in the in stadium PA guy said it was third said it was fourth down. Correct when we kicked that field goal early it in the was first half. Fourth down. The they the there was a horrible spot. The, okay. I think it was – was it a Sir Roderick run? Hunter, you were there. I don't know. It was a, yeah, we threw it to Sparkman, I believe. Sparkman. And it that was, was about it a was nine obvious. or ten-year game. They gave yeah, us the first but, down. Yes. But I don't we think probably, we knew. Because yeah, I don't we probably we thought knew. it was second one. Yes. We throw a play action. Yeah, and, and really, though, that – you know, you the, like, point from a expected points per possession type standpoint, second and one at the five is a little bit more than first and goal from the five. Like, you know, what I mean? like you're you're yeah. expected to score like a little bit more. So, yeah, more they gave space. it first down. But but it like, you know, you almost take second and one at the five. Right. Yes. There. You get like yeah. a couple of free plays. Because I think I think it threw Kitley off because I think I, I don't think that was any Spartan's catch wasn't anywhere close to a first down. Like in my watching it live, unless unless those sticks were like the sticks were wrong on multiple on TV. Um, yeah. And I and I do think like that threw Kitley off because I don't think we're running that under center boot on first and goal from the five. I don't think we're doing that. Maybe we are. I'd like to know, but yeah. Anyway, so I will. Yeah, no, I, but or, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Too, no, what not. I have liked, what I have liked the two last two games is all of the tight bunch, like 12 and 13 personnel stuff we're running where we look like we're going to run and then we spread it out and throw it. Yes. I like that stuff that he's doing a lot. Yes, I do too. I also like like the fourth down to Sir Roderick was similar to that. It was like that bunch mm-hmm. set that created a bunch of natural picks. Space. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we did that on the Donovan fourth down that he didn't throw. That he missed it. Pause. He missed yeah. it. Yeah, he missed it. Um, but if he throw that, he probably scores a touchdown. You know, or at least he gets they, like 20 yards. On TV, and Hunter, I don't know if you've seen this. On TV, they showed kind of the behind Donovan view. That's not as easy as a pass as it looked. Like in my mind, I think he's replaying that Oklahoma State one where he nearly, you know, threw a 96-yard pick six right into the guy's arms because that guy jumped, and it's hard to tell if he could see. You have to. Yeah. So, I mean, like. It, he needs to make that throw. It's not an excuse, but one reason why he maybe didn't is, you know, that guy is unblocked in his face. But anyway, I guess we're, we're kind of skipping around. Yeah, um, we are. I do. I, I wanted to. St- I think it's it's important to start with the defense because I I think there's a theme here 
and I said this last week, I think that you might beat Baylor and you might beat TCU if you score 21 points in the first half. And maybe that's too much. Maybe 17. Because what, what we'd have 10, we had 10 at half against TCU and three at half against Baylor. If you score 14, 17, based off the way the defense is playing, I think that makes the other offense a little more uncomfortable. And TCU's offense was very uncomfortable throughout the game until the fourth quarter. I, I do wonder what it looks like if you have even like a, a bad offense instead of a terrible offense. <laughs> well, to, it, well, yeah, it, I, I agree. I think this defense, anytime they've been in – advantageous spots, which has been very, very few times so yeah. far this year. But anytime they've been in an advantageous spot, they excel. Um, like I think about that West Virginia game, you jump out to a pretty nice leader, and then West Virginia just they couldn't do anything they wanted on offense the rest of that game. Yep. And we – and I think Hunter made it – Hunter, like, I like the way you worded it last week against Baylor, and you said you, – you, like – the fact that our offense couldn't score, it gave Baylor enough time to keep like pressing buttons in their run game until they found something. They couldn't have done that if they were down 17-3. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and um, I mean, the defense, the, you know, there's their first scoring drive is, was off the face mask. I mean, that that's, yes. and we, we talked about the penalties earlier, but I mean, that, that was a, that, that, that is from a, it's like a two or three point swing, just like in terms of expected points, like having that first down versus third and 25 where they were and, yeah. and probably punting it yep. and uh, huge. And then uh, the miles price one, I, I, that was almost like uh, the pass interference that they didn't call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if the ref's like going to throw that and he catches it and he's like, yeah, well, you know, he catches it. Yeah. And then on, of course it's reviewed and he, he doesn't catch it. Yes. That's another one that's, that's worth probably a point and a half, yep. you know, from, that's exactly what happened to what you're saying. He uh, thought he caught the ball it. around mid, yeah. midfield and it was early in the game, you know, and um, uh, earlier in the game to the point where, you know, you know, that, uh, scoring points at that point would have just been, been so huge. But yeah, I, I really, I'm not one to, I don't ever like talking about officials just cause it's like pointless, but uh, that one was that game just, you know, some of those plays adding up, was like insurmountable for us, but, and yeah, we still could have won the game, you know, in in spite of that, you know, winning late fourth quarter after all, like, you know, after all those calls that already happened, but um, yeah, yeah, it was frustrating. I I was just really impressed with our defense. Like our our cover guys, Tyree Wilson, um, the pass rush. I mean, it it was uh, nobody showed up. Nobody. Yeah. Just nobody's done that to them. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if we, we solved them or if we just, our players were were really good that day. But to, like, something happened. And, and and in all fairness, Quentin Johnson plays one series, and that I think radically probably changes their game plan because a lot of the times this year, Duggan, whenever he's because the thing I'll say though, TCU a lot of times this year they do get in holes and then they just dig their way out of because yeah. they takes them a little bit of time to get going. But what Duggan has done all year long is whenever they can't figure anything out and he kind of stalls out, that is the point in the game where Garrett Riley and him just decided, okay, we're going to find Quinn and start throwing the ball. Yes. And that's and that's what they do. And yeah. they couldn't do that. So, again, I'm not taking away anything from the defense. I think it was a very impressive – it was extremely impressive performance. That probably changed things a little bit. But I do still think – they still have a ton of playmakers on that offense. Um, Kendra Miller, until that mid-late third quarter, early fourth quarter, didn't get going. Um, 
Their other couple pass catchers they have that are all pretty electric too um, didn't really do much. I, I mean, I think it's a pretty – I think people are underselling what it is that you didn't give up an offensive touchdown until the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if Tech pulls that game off, like that, that game goes down in history as like what a defensive performance. But since it's a loss, it gets like we're firing – you know, Zach Kitley and Joey McGuire last week or this week, you know, like that's, that's the difference. It's like, it goes from a hall of fame. Like we're, we're hanging this plaque. We need to remember this defensive performance to fire everybody. Um, and, you know, just because you, you uh, can't pull the game out. I, uh, I'm a couple of things that frustrate me. And like, to the point where like, I'm just irrationally angry. TCU, this luck that of them injuring quarterbacks is unbelievable. And like the thing about the, the Morton tackle, it was dirty and everybody does it. Like that's both things can be true. The every, there's not a defensive player that doesn't do that tackle and roll. They know what they're doing and they all do it. I'm sure guys on text team have done it. Um, and so it's, I, I like, I don't even care about that. I just am very annoyed. And like, that's why I'm, you know, the committee and the betting market and all like, they don't respect them. And that's why, like, they, they, we saw it. If, if Baron is healthy, I like our chances. Like, I don't know if they win, but I don't, I don't think we're going score like scoreless in the fourth quarter till the, the garbage time one, if Baron is playing. And so it's just like, it's, it just makes everything so frustrating that you have this ridiculously good defensive performance. Um, but then you allow a freaking special teams touchdown and your quarterback gets hurt, and that basically costs you the game. I think, I think too, as far as your offense goes, I think with Barron in there, you had what I thought was one of Italy's best offensive game plan so far this year as far as the way to attack TCU. And basically the way you went about it was you, you're still running hurry up, but you weren't as in a big of a hurry as you are some of these weeks. And I think a lot of that had to do with you really started leaning heavy on your ground game to the point where uh, I don't think one, I don't think I've ever seen support. Did you all realize we, it was a perfect 15 to 15 time of possession in the first half? Like dead wow. on those. I did not. It was dead on those 15 to 15. Um, and, but I, I think a lot of what you were doing in that first half is you were kind of playing this game to keep away to try to limit their possessions while also still kind of trying to run your tempo offense. Yeah. But your offensive game plan was all based around running backs, which is what we've been asking and wanting for for weeks yes. and you finally did it but I think a lot of what that centered on was having Baron as a true run threat and a speedy run threat yeah. where you could run speed option and also have him keep it on some of these zone rates and other things um, which by the way quick small side note Baron has run that speed option play I think four or five times if he was running like a triple option offense in the 80s he has a perfectly timed pitch yeah, like he's one of these guys. Was, he knows when to pitch it. He makes know. it look very easy, and it is not. You like, just can't teach that. You just can't teach guys like that. There's a reason why uh, Shuck never pitched it. It's not easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he was. You know, it, it, there's. It was impressive watch, watching him run it, um, and it was and it was equally as impressive as it was watching um, Baron run it. It was equally as depressing watching shuck the first time where we're like let's get four yards and go for it on fourth down and he has an opening where he could cut back and just kind of 
cowers and takes the hit and it is like a one yard gain instead of like a four or five yard gain. And again, and we'll probably get into this. Hunter, are there questions about Kitley and the offensive attack that we'll get to? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Well then maybe we should just, okay. Let, let's let's unless Will you have something else. Let's let's hit the questions. Um, because I've I'm sure we'll cover what we need to cover offensively with the with those. Okay. Yeah, let's get into those. First question from B. Bardwell. Struggling to get excited to watch a game with Zach Kelly running the offense, parentheses, not advocating for his departure like some others. So what gets you out of your chair to watch? I need to know who the starting quarterback is. <laughs> I need, yeah. I, need yeah I, mean, I mean, for me, it's I, tech football. You only get 12 of these, you know, yeah. so I, I, I mean – I'm, I'm watching the game and oh, excited to watch the yeah. game. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but yes. Um, and plus, you know, I think uh, there's always just kind of, I mean, it's like a, like a, a drug addict or something. Like you're always like that next game, there's always like a chance that you, something good's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, boy, I want to watch Taj Brooks run the ball. I want to watch Strider Thompson run the ball. Um, I want to watch Miles Price play. And maybe that's just because he's from the colony. I want to watch. I want to watch. We have the best defensive line in, defensive lineman in the country right now oh yeah I mean, I was, yes i was just thinking about offense but the and we may only get to watch him three more times yes yeah you are only probably going to watch him at this rate but we'll see yeah, yeah even because, if you make a bowl game yeah even if you make a bowl game it's it's going to be the freaking he's yeah. not he's not a play and i don't want to don't i don't care that's not gonna hurt no. my feelings um no. and yeah so yeah watching them play watching miles play um i do think it's important I, we need to see how Kitley responds here. Um, he's because you could you can place the losses on the offensive shoulders the past two weeks, in my opinion. Um, what does he do? Is he is he Cliff where he almost because the thing with Cliff, like Cliff got a bad rap for he people were saying like he's too married to this system, like he won't do different stuff like he won't blah, 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 blah. i think he did too much tinkering like agreed he, just, he did way he too much yeah ran his stuff and maybe done some tweaking instead of like he would change like his game plans and plays would be you know it's totally different from week to week so I, i'm interested to see if kitley can find that balance of like i'm not doing a good enough job but i also like i am who i am in the sense of an oc i know what's gotten me here so I'm, I think we can learn a lot about Kitley this week against the Kansas defense that isn't great. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested. It might go – it might crash and burn. But I do think we can learn a lot about our, our young OC this week. Next question. Oh. Well, I was just going to say something, you know, talking about your offense. Last kind of thought here is because I, I looked up some of these stats over your night. Just talking about your offense, what, what are the struggles? One, the biggest, most obvious one, you've played three different quarterbacks at three different times. You, you can't get any rhythm under center this year. That's the biggest – that's problem number one. Yes. But problem 1A is we've talked about over and over again how bad our offensive line is. But, I mean, a couple stats here. So, you are 88th in passing down sack rate. So, if you're going to throw it, you're one of the worst in the country. You are 70th in stuff rate. You're going to throw it. Yeah. That when the defense says you're going to throw it, you're, you're 70th in stuff rate, which means you're 70th in uh, runs that where you don't get to the line of scrimmage. You're 70th in like runs where that are for a loss, basically. You're 90th in power success rate, which is third and fourth, 
fourth and two or shorter. So when you talk about all those things, and that's not even getting into how poor your guys individually grade out as pass in pass pro, well, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> like how, how do you find success with, with as a as a play caller when your yeah. offensive line, regardless of the situation, no matter what the right call is, you're just kind of rolling the dice on what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the worst think, offensive line in the modern Texas Tech era. Yeah. I think the answer is like kind of what we've are trying what we've been trying to do with Morton is you just play really really fast tempo and throw it like half a second after you snap it, you know. But like that's not, you know, you you're really methodical and like every a lot of things have to go right to score touchdowns doing that unless you just have really good receivers, you know. But um, okay, next question from Bill Casey twenty five who's back-to-back questions here and I, this is i like this one he asked what's the post per year quota to not be a lurker and I, he's asking that because i i labeled him a lurker when he asked this question last week and i went through and kind of clicked through his, his his profile and he he posts about 20 times a year he's been on the site 11 years and uh not only is he and like a lot of his posts are are fit you know for, uh, related to this podcast not not all of them but but then even more so, he's kind of in the uh, off-topic threads. You know, he's like, okay. you know, new stereo recommendations <laughs> for my car and like, you know, F-250 when the new right. one's coming out. So, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like Red Bear Sports, you can get a lot of information. It's kind of an underrated aspect of the site. You get like strangely, you know, good recommendations on on random things. But, you know, I think uh, what what is, I, I would say, uh, I think that's probably it. 20 a year and you're probably a lurker. What, what's interesting to me is that when I meet, Red Raider sports people in the wild. It's it's almost like eighty percent of them are lurkers. And and yeah. like yeah. when when I find out that they're on, I'll ask them what their name is, and they won't tell me their name. They'll just go, "Well, I'm a lurker. I'm a lurker. I'm a lurker." <laughs> yeah, I just find that interesting. But yeah, I, I, I would... going up to New York to watch Tech play Duke. I said like I was checking Red Raider sports on my phone, and some guy, the guy who's sitting next to me notice and it's like i'm on there and i and like i've never seen him post not one time <laughs> never it, it, like so i don't like i that, think there's a lot more him. of them yes i think i honestly think there's maybe like 50 people that post and, and there's <laughs> you know several thousand that just are lurking yeah but i would say it's like, that, that's my number i think 20 a year less than 20 a year you're a lurker especially yeah. if you're not if most of those 20 are in non the sports threads you know yeah, i was gonna say twice a month so twice a month is around 20. every other week. Yeah. Every other okay. week, at least you to not be a lurker. I yeah. agree. Okay. Good question there, Bill, Bill Casey, 25, Burt Reynolds loading a pistol is his, uh, his little photograph there. <laughs> uh, next question from sandstorm 43. He's got three of them. First one is why is Will McKay so much more considerate of good people at Red Air sports compared to Taylor Beatles? And I, he's asking that because I, I, I solicited topics and questions and I noted that will like that. Thought that was a good idea that Taylor despised that, which he, he does. I don't think that's <laughs> accurate, but okay. I don't remember what my response was when you asked. So I guess it could, that could have been the case. Well, when I've asked in the past, your response is everybody's going to ask about basketball. We're going to be talking about tech playing South <laughs> Navarro state or something when we're playing like a, Big 12 game football games, which is a I that's a fair response. Yeah, it, it is slightly annoying that uh, we get to one freaking basketball game against a directional school, and it's just like football talk is done. 
Scott? Yeah, I, I, I opened up Rotator Sports today, and Taylor has a, a piece on the TCU game, and it's got, you know, a lot of information in it about the football game. And it was on the site pinned for less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours was it pinned on the site. So, like, that means that someone clicked it to where it wouldn't stay at the top. And so I'm like, what the hell? I look, there's literally 35 posts about tech basketball. Almost half of them are duplicates, like the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? So I click, of course, Ben Golan yeah. unpinned it less than 24 hours. I mean, he that's hates, yeah, he it's crazy. The, the fan base, we have transitioned to a new thing. And I said this to y'all, Mike, like if you would have asked me in the summer, what is my goal for the Joey McGuire hire? If I could just put it into like the simplest terms, my goal would be for us to be in November in the, the fan base and Red Raider sports and the, the diehard people to be focused on football instead of tech basketball games against SWAC opponents where we're 47 point favorites. And I, we did not accomplish that goal this year. I, I think it's a, a reasonable goal. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Extremely reasonable. I think we can get to it. I think McGuire is going to get to that. Like, I think he's going to reach that is my too. hope and dream for this tire. So I think because when I think about like long term of like longevity of Raiders sports, like I think back to like 2008 through 13, 14. I'm going to say this as bluntly as I can. People could not have given a rat's ass about the basketball program. <laughs> Let's just all be as honest as we can, can be. <laughs> Nobody cared one yeah. bit. You know why? Because they were terrible. Right. Yeah. Literally, like literally one of the, like the five worst power five teams in the country. And football, you were elite to pretty good to solid. Having fun. Football's fun. You're beating the points that, that should be and you want to be. I think you got to to get that buyback back in football. You got to have a, it can't just be the, oh, we beat UT this year and then you just kind of fall apart after that. Uh, it's got to be you win a couple of these like marquee games. You just you need this like push through moment for the program, and you just haven't had it for like that that buy in yet. And in, as far as basketball goes, you had that that year that we they made that run to the elite eight. Like that was the push through moment for the basketball program where everybody kind of bought into it. I'm not saying you need to make like a you don't need to like go to the Cotton Bowl to like get get that buy in football. You, but you got to win seven or eight games, I think, one of these years to really get the buy-in back. People are just tired of losing and losing the way that you've lost for, at this point, eight years. Okay. I, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're That's, right. Thank you for going through all that. Uh, <laughs> next question from Sandstorm43. Give me – and here we go. I mean, this is – give me a reason to be optimistic over the next few games. Is there such a thing as momentum heading into next year without having made a bowl game? And uh, I don't – I mean – I don't think so. I mean, I don't think you're going to have momentum, quote unquote, if you don't win six or more games. But it would be difficult. Yes. Yeah. I, I it's hard to imagine a scenario where you have momentum and, and, and a reason to be optimistic over the next few games is like all three are winnable. I mean, yeah, they yes. are all extremely winnable games. In fact, we'll be favored in multiple, in my opinion. I think we'll be favored in at least two of them. Probably. Maybe not Iowa State, but it's going to be close. If, All right. If we had Morton, I like. I'm not even blowing smoke. Like I think, I really think we could we would go three and zero if Barron was healthy. And I don't know if we're going to see Barron again. And so that's what that's what makes me. I don't know if you should. Yeah. I don't know if you should see him again. 
that's what makes me uh, a little uneasy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm trying get, just get to six. Yeah. <laughs> that's all Figure it out. Make it happen. doesn't matter how, just do it. Just get to six. Will, will your way to six games somehow. Last question from Sandstorm 43. Biggest reason for excitement and biggest reason for concern for tech basketball this season. Um, I think, you know, biggest reason for concern would be just our youth and Bacho being the only big um, and us turning the ball over a ton and kind of the um, how wildly uh, in, inconsistent three-point shooting can be, even if you're a good shooting team, which in it. So if that's something we're relying on, um, you know, we could be have some ups and, and downs, but um, and then I think for excitement, it's kind of what Taylor said uh, last time. It's just how young we are. You know, it's it's uh, it's awesome when you're really good like last year and you've got all these kind of one and done guys. Um, but you don't you, there's like what's next kind of questions, even when you're in the season. Um, but don't get me wrong, that that was a, a fun season. But, you know, you won't have that as much this year with just how how young we are. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I want to answer Sandstorms. I'm not avoiding basketball talk. The defense is why you can be optimistic because they'll keep you in games long enough for your offense to come around. So that's that's. Are you talking about football, basketball, baseball? <laughs> I'm talking about football. I didn't. I didn't give him a reason to be optimistic the next few games. The reason to be optimistic is because the defense is good enough that if you can just figure some kind of pulse out on offense, you you could win. That's okay. Let's. Thank you for that. Let's from here on out. Well, let's answer the question that is at hand. <laughs> okay. All right. Basketball. You nailed it. Youth is the reason to be exciting. The biggest reason for concern college basketball in general is an awful product. Um, and it's difficult to watch. I don't, I don't want to watch people take charges. I don't want to, I just, I, I don't like the product. So that's the biggest reason for concern. I would say agreed on the, the reasons for concern. I think the reason to be excited is, is it's a one-game sample size, but you finally have real offensive players who can actually do this thing called shoot the ball that we don't really see around here. Like you have numerous of them. And I think finally with Steve Green on the bench, you're probably going to see some real adjustments that make you like an effective offense or if you can't or, or if you're kind of spinning your wheels early, You'll probably figure some things out as the games go on, as opposed to what we've seen for six years, which is just like shoulder shrug on offense half the time. <laughs> yes. Next question from Mr. Root. Taylor Beatles, why do you hate us? And that's just I, I'm here for the for this for that slander. I'm I, I enjoy those. So I'm gonna read them every time. I don't know if we have, I don't know if we have to answer that. Uh, I think, I mean, honestly, though, if we, why, I mean, think about it, he, he has a, his posts don't even make it 10 hours on the site. I mean, I would hate, I would hate people too. Yeah. If, if it, if it was up to Taylor, this podcast would be behind a paywall that you have to know the code to get to. And he wouldn't give anybody the code. Yeah. He'd just be like, figure it out. Yes. I, yeah. I, I think I did get very frustrated with the board this weekend because, and I said this in Damn. our write up, like, it annoys me the childlike lack of patience for a staff. Like we, how many times do we have to say it? We have sucked for a decade. Like who is coming? Who is going to come in here without like I don't even know like a huge bag of money? And even then, why would 
you have to get the players here. Like who is going to turn this from a, you know, a six and six win team with that had like a, the weirdest circumstances imaginable last year um, to, I don't know. I don't even know what the expectation was this year. Um, maybe you lose two games to in-state rivals and that's what it is, but it's just like, that's why, that's why I hate the board sometimes. It's because here's the thing have, too. have some, have some patience. Let's build something. I, I it, it drives me nuts. Does everybody forget how hard our schedule was this year? Like it's we the, had a, it's, right now, I have it as the fourth toughest in the country. On the what I'm, what I do, fourth toughest. If, if, if we would have played what our usual non-con is, we'd be in a bowl game. Right playing, you, you would be in a bowl game right now because yeah. I think you probably you, you're you're going to win one of the last three. Like you, you will win one of the last three to go six and at least six and six. And honestly. If you catch Oklahoma State or Kansas State or any of those other teams at a different weekend, you, you beat them. Like they, yeah. they've gotten they've gotten worse. Look at Oklahoma State right now. Like you want to see That's you terrible. want to hire Kitley? Okay, well look what look what Oklahoma State's doing with a backup quarterback. You know they're doing nothing, an injured or a backup quarterback. Um, and the thing that drives me nuts too is you hired a, a guy who has never been a D one college coach. You hired an offensive coordinator that has never been a power five offense coordinator. Did you expect that to go off without a hitch? Cause if you did, that's on you. In my opinion, like the, I am, I'm fully on board with the hire of both of these guys and their staffs, but there's some inexperience there and there was going to be some growing pains. There was going to be some decisions that we weren't going to agree on. And that that's happened. Like, I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have a loser mentality, but I just expected and- mcguire to grow into this job and again you're all three of your quarterbacks have missed at least a game being hurt all three and you've just rotated them in and out and you've never been able to just okay here's the guy let it roll and figure it out it's been it's if you ask any offensive coordinator in the country other than maybe you know the dude who was an oc at ohio state in that 2014 year just because they're ohio state like it is almost impossible to find any rhythm on offense, it, it, regardless of what your other pieces are. Yep. No, I totally agree. So Hunter got what he wanted there. He got me to insult <laughs> yep. the entire message board. So good job. <laughs> Next question from A Train 2.0. A Train. You think he's, his name's Aaron? You think? Yeah. A Train. Or Alex. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I would think he's a, a large person. Yeah, I mean, you don't have. get that nickname. Yeah, because what, the Javorski Lane? That's what I think of, the Lane train. Yeah. Javorski Lane. Yeah. <laughs> His son is a really good baseball player, by the way. Javorski really? Lane? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, like, he, he'll be like a high-level recruiter if he doesn't just like, go straight to the pros. But Hunter has made uh, money on him in the Little League World Series is what he's saying. Possibly. All right. <laughs> A-Train 2.0, how would you defend the Kansas offense if you were the D coordinator this weekend? And I don't, I don't know, but I, I will – the one one concern part about this matchup, if you, the strengths of our defense is rushing the passer and bothering teams with, like, in-your-face man coverage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's not something that you can, like, I don't think, leverage against Kansas unless you, like, jump out to a lead or something. Yeah, so that, think- that, that part is odd to me. It's one of those – it's going to be boom or bust, I think, because the way the defensive line gets penetration 
is either going to blow up a lot of their run actions or it's going to open them up. Like that's pretty much it. The one thing I will say is like usually, and we've seen this with Michael Parsons, if you're a Cowboys fan or watch the Cowboys, what's really been the only thing that you can do to, you know, kind of limit his impact is you run at him and you read him. We've seen Tyree blow that stuff up. Like people have tried to do it and he just tackles both of them or he hits the mesh point. And so you tried it a couple times. Yeah. And so I, it does give me hope because you're either going to, you're either going to have like a ridiculous number of tackle for losses and blow that kind of stuff up, or they're going to gash you. Um, or, you know, there might be a mixture of both and you still might come out on top. Um, I think the, the coverage thing, I think it's fine. Um, because that means you can, you can commit more guys to their unique run game. You can spy if you want to, I would personally play like a cover three cover four cover two basic stuff and make them drive the field mm-hmm. um but like you said hunter i don't really know if that's what we do so i wouldn't expect uh, it. another thing here is um like people who bet on on sports like successfully that when option teams are involved i know that they rely on and really like study defensive coordinators past experience against triple option teams yeah and i don't know i don't know DeRuyer, if he, if he probably doesn't have any, but he was at Air Force for a while. And and, they, and so he has seen and kind of like practiced against an offense. It's like, maybe it's, you know, they're not, they're not Air Force. They're not, they don't do it like every play back when Derrida was um, there like that. Air, those Air Force teams did, but he's at least like been around a lot. That's good it's, to know. I, I didn't, I've forgotten that. It's all discipline related whenever you play one of these offenses, it's all about, am I staying where I'm supposed to be? And am I winning my one-on-one? If you're yeah. doing that, stop. It. If you aren't, you don't. It's, it's, I, it's almost, it's kind of, this is like state to me where you're playing really two players, their quarterback and the running back, and they're both fast and they can both break plays. Over. Now the styles in which they run their run games is very, very different, but the idea of who you're really worried about is pretty much the same yeah I think I think it's going to look similar to TCU where you may block you know stop them in the backfield twice and then they break a 12-yard run and like it's going to be frustrating but hopefully you can just string some of those stops together that's uh, that would be my guess yeah their offense is good man they're, they're gonna move the ball um all right next question from Chase Allen 44 thoughts on the left SR revolt against the Bolsheviks. And I, I'm going to be honest here. I am grinding I'm in the process of, of grinding through Mike Duncan's podcast on the Russian revolution. And I have not got to post-World War One yet. So, mm-hmm. and I, I would have looked up this and tried to like give it a good response, right. but for spoilers reasons, oh, I, yeah, I, I held out. So I'm going to pass on that. May, may come back to that question. Our it's friend, a good question. Our, fr- our, fr- our friend Vladimir Lenin is not involved yet, huh? <laughs> where you're at. No, I uh, Mike Duncan. Is that the Revolutions podcast? Yeah, that's on my. I was gonna. I was gonna start that in the summer. Um, his podcast on the history of Rome was excellent. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Revolutions is probably better just because uh, it's after he did that one. You know, so he's. So we'll table this till next summer when I can get to it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> next question from Ben Gowen, and I'll give some background here. He. He did come out. There's a, a guy on the board, Red Raider fan five, who I asked for pickup games, and he reached – this was a while ago. He reached out to me, got me 
playing in his pickup game at his church. And uh, Ben came out last Sunday and played. And so he's asking a, a question that's just an absurd question. Um, and and it, so it starts with, after you watched me play basketball last weekend, how many games would this team, and he lists some players, all in their primes, win in the Big 12? You and I have to start and play at least 15 minutes each. And so I, I will say I was not able to fully evaluate Ben as a player because his conditioning and stamina was so bad that you just <laughs> you couldn't really get a good – it's just impossible to evaluate him. And, um, but having said that, 15 minutes in a big 12 game. Yeah. Having said that, like he gave effort, kudos to him. He gave effort. you know, it may not have looked like it, but if he was wearing one of those like heart monitors, like they put on the players in in practice and stuff, I think it's like illegal now. Right. Did not, we have a women's basketball coach get fired over that stuff. But (laughs) if if you would have put one of those on Ben afterwards, you'd have been, you'd been like, yep. You know, the tape lies here. He, this guy was giving full effort. You know, he was dogging it up and down the court, giving full out, even though I know he was he was in pain. Uh, so kudos to the effort level. But his 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 five guys, it's me, him, Jared Cole, Kevin O'Banner, Bryson Williams with a sixth man of Keenan Evans. And so, okay, I, I don't think he understands. Like, we would not be able to possess the ball. They the, they would just take the ball from us. Like, yes. the, so him and him and I have to play 15 minutes each. We probably wouldn't be on the court at the same time. Cause that would be kind of bad. Maybe you would, but so, yeah, so a little bit we would, but I mean, so we're talking 20 plus minutes of in a game with me or him on the floor and possibly both of us. And so like, I'm thinking that's probably a 10 point 15, 20, even point swing like yeah. between the teams that you're have to overcome bought, overcome in the planet. other in the other times and so i mean i would think we maybe win like five or six you know if we're playing some swack it, it limited to big 12 games we might win like one or two games even though that team's that good so he's like <laughs> would we make the turn his question's like would we do we make the NCAA tournament like could we possibly make it to the final four you know it oh. <laughs> no and like what would our averages be our averages would be zero i mean <laughs> zero there is a hey, chance that you i gotta get the free throw line yeah get the free throw line that i could make like one out of a lot wide open shots so i maybe i score a basket it uh, would, you then, would be left open that's for on offense they would yeah. guard but then you, so. one thing he's not considering here is like over the course of a season we would start getting game plan like they'd be like this is what when this this is what we're gonna do, we're going to be attacking Ben Golan in these screens the whole time. Every time he has the ball, swarm him. You know what I mean? Like I would love to uh, see that. So then he follows it up with question for Taylor. What were you thinking as those texts came in about my floater game drives and dimes? I was kind of live, uh, t- live texting Ben's performance uh, in one of the games that I was sitting off to Taylor. <laughs> The thing I was first off, I was in, I was impressed that uh, floaters are, are difficult as a as a short individual. I've I've had to shoot many floaters in my life, and they're Ben not, did make a floater. It, yeah. it may have been on accident. The ball <laughs> it was a line drive that like okay, see it was a floater thing. form, but it came off his hand. Yeah, very There's guys in the NBA who do that, like that have perfected. They call it like a push shot, like it's like a floater, but it's just like shoved at the rim. Um, so I was impressed with that. Unfortunately, the remaining updates I got, I don't know if another shot hit the rim. And so no, I, I, was, I was proud of the, the effort and the, and the floater, but 
outside of that, we've got some work to do. Okay, thanks for that, Ben. Um, <laughs> oh, and then another one. So Chase Allen then responds to Ben's and asks, follow up to this, but who would be in the starting five uh, plus a six man comprised of Red River Sports members and staff? And this is a redux. Like, you know, it's basketball season. <laughs> basketball season is upon us. When someone asks us, we've done this before. List out a Red Raider Sports starting five. So, like, it's a, I mean, I've never even met, I've only met a couple of the people in person. So I, I don't, I, I, we just can't answer that. I, I appreciate yeah, the question, but we're going to next year, we'll be doing this again. You know, yeah. then maybe maybe by then I'll have a better. We could do like a whole game with staff at this point. Yeah, exactly. And maybe by then Ben will have got into a little better shape and I be okay. <laughs> Next one from T Stockton. On a scale of Big Twelve refs to Shannon Bream, I'm I'm insane. What parentheses, parentheses? Since the Red Raider Sports old heads have proclaimed her the most attractive human in history, what level of offensive output should we expect to see this Saturday? So on the low end is Big Twelve refs. Okay, offensive output. I assume that's terrible. And then yeah. on the high end is Shannon Bream. <laughs> so within that, what what should we expect from the offense on Saturday? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Well, Hunter, correct me if I'm wrong. But Kansas will be the worst defense we've played outside of West Virginia. Yes. And until we play OU. Yes. So, and here's here's what's tough. Um, If Barron was playing, I would have a – who's another one of those Fox News hots they run out there? Hunter, I know you're all over that. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I mean, whatever, uh, Megan, no, Megan, she's not even, uh, I don't know. I know there was a movie about them. Anyway, I, I, I can't land the joke. So it would we, be, we got to do numbers. It'd be closer to Shannon Breen than big 12 rest because much I think, closer. I think Barron could, could move the ball and score. Against yes. Kansas. I am. If it's, if it's Chuck, I have no expectations. I mean, no, no but let's not get it. We, it, regardless of who's at quarterback, we should be able to move the ball against him. Like should in parentheses. Like if we don't, it's a total I, failure. Like not very good teams could move the ball against him. Yes. I, I think your running back should be able to make some plays like real plays this yes. Saturday. I would think it's that's, that's um, kind of why I want to see Donovan is because I think if Donovan plays, we will rely more on what we saw against UT. We'll, we'll, we're going to, we're going to target Miles Price 15 times. Baylor Cup's going to get seven targets. We're going to run the ball. Like if, if that's what we're doing, I have I have, I have expectations. We are, yeah, so we are let, Shannon Bream level. So I'll stop. I'll stop you there because you're pretty much getting into his next his next question from T Stockton. Uh, given the quarterback situation, do you expect something closer to 50-50 pass to run to the end of the season? Wouldn't running the ball give us a better shot to keep defenses honest against Shuck slash Smith? It would, but no, because we hired a Cliff Kingsbury disciple <laughs> who forgets that running yeah. the ball is an option sometimes. And and the thing again to remember is a lot of these screens count as runs in their run game. So yeah. I, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. Also, to me, it's not as much about the pass run balance as much as are you getting. And, and, and I've said it a bunch to you guys. I don't know if I've said it on podcast, but to me, it's about getting your running back group at 35 touches a game, whether that's runs, catches, whatever, get them as a group 35 touches a game. 
if you do that, you did it right. Yep. So Kansas uh, defense success rate against the run is 112th in the country. Woof. Then now let's get after it. Their pass success rate is 116th. Wow. So, no. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So and um, that's the that's the thing is none of us are going to care how they did it if they win. Couldn't care less. And, and the offense looks good. So like. It's kind of, you know, it's the old offensive saying, offensive coordinator saying, like, you can't go broke making a profit. Like, if we're running the ball, run the ball. But if, but if we found something through the air, go for it. That, you figure something out. The one thing, too, from last week that I am hoping gets an immediate kind of is additive to the offense is seeing more Cameron Valdez because he made two really big plays late in that game where it was just a total shift from your other running backs where he, he is electric with the ball in his hands. Do you, was, I, I always get nervous. Like was TCU letting that happen based off situation? Maybe, but a dude, dude is fast and, and he is way yeah. faster than your other two running backs. So you, he, surely you can manufacture some way to get him the ball. Yeah. If he is explosive, then yes. I, I, and that's something that we've been making fun of Ben a little bit, but that's Ben did call that a few weeks ago, like that he wanted to see Valdez get the ball because he, he has something the other two running backs don't. All right. Next question from Mr. Root. I think it's another appearance from Mr. Root um, uh, as far as giving questions, but odds that TCU knocks yours out of the game on Saturday. 100%. Hopefully they're more accurate than my, Queen Elizabeth being alive odds. And yeah, if you don't earlier, it's unfortunate earlier uh, this year, I was asked, I think by him to give odds on, on, you know, we did this during the week um, to give odds that she would survive through the end of the weekend. And I, I, it was above 50% chance based on the odds I gave. And unfortunately she was dead within like 12 hours of, uh, of us recording. So those were terrible odds as far as uh, viewers. I mean, I think it's like, 50 50 that they, that they knock him out because I mean, there's a, there's a chance of that anyways like when you're playing at anyone yeah. then there's then there's like yours has been hurt and then there's yeah. tcu has kind of <laughs> that's what doing they do. some things to <laughs> knock quarterbacks out with like late you know targeting or with baron the like alligator roll twist yeah. of the leg uh yeah i mean i would have it about 50 50 yeah it's annoying yeah. but yeah but we also we also know that if if they do knock yours out that there's going to be a full-blown investigation by <laughs> University of Texas into this. They also – Card's not bad. Like, I was impressed with no. that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So He's fine. They, they can still win with Card. Okay. Next question from MC Law 2012. Uh, he says, you mentioned you had no problems going forward on all the fourth downs, which seems a little – it's coming at me That's just a, a little bit. There's passive yeah. aggressiveness there a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. And he says, you get to be coached these last few games. Would you personally italicize, would you personally still go for it on all the fourth quarter, fourth downs we went for against TCU, Oklahoma State, Baylor, being up slash close in score? Uh, you know, I was thinking today because I was watching myself lose a, uh, a basketball bet that I should not have lost. And it, and it like struck me as like kind of weird, like the difference, but if in a basketball game, if it's like close, just back and forth the whole time, you're playing some really, really good team you shouldn't be in the game with, but it's back and forth, back and forth. And then at the end, you know, they make a shot, you foul, you're forcing threes and they win by 10. 
Mm-hmm. Like nobody is like, what were we doing? Yeah. Fouling late doing that stuff at the end that like, it was our only chance to stay in the game and it caused it. We, we, we shouldn't have got blown out at the end, you know, but like in football, that is a thing. Like if you are, if you're in a game and like in the fourth quarter, you start pushing some buttons that you feel like you need to push in order to like win the game or stay in it. And it leads to a blowout. Like people are going to be mad about that. Just kind of, I just thought it was just like some, a thought I had. That uh, but, is a really, really good analogy. <clears throat> I really, great analogy. Um, so, as far as the question goes, I, I, the one that, and I think he's really the, the games that he lists outside of TCU. I mean, I really, I stick with what I said. I don't have a problem with going for it on, on any of the ones that we've gone for it, but that, but I, the way he's phrased this is kind of, I think he caught what I've said when I posted that is that's different than me saying I would have gone for all of the ones that we've gone for versus I don't have a problem with it. Um, I don't have a, I would have gone for all the ones that we'd have gone for except for maybe the one against TCU yeah. Uh, when we were and and like what people need to like understand on these um if you're these books right it there are like there are a lot of variables and, and people try to make it sound complicated but it's it's really not it's just like what chance you have of converting is the single most important like variable it, that it, if you just tweak that a little bit it can change your decision making a ton like the difference between okay fourth and two um, I think we have a 56% chance of getting it versus like 49. That that doesn't seem like that much, but that's like a, one is punt, one is kick. Or, I mean, one is punt, one's go for it. And um, I just don't know, you know, I think that we, you know, like what are we doing to kind of arrive at these conclusions that yes, we think we can go for it given like who's playing quarterback. And like, if we just put someone out there for that one play, um, because, because on, on, on one hand, like, I think we probably don't have as good a chance as maybe, as maybe we think we do. If we like really tried to study it and like, and fit and, and narrow it down, I think it's, it's hard to like get a grasp on uh, what putting Donovan in there for one play and have what his chances are. But then like, having said that the play should have worked. Like if you, if you tell us like, Hey, if you execute this play, if you'd have told our staff before we ran him out there, if you execute it, it's going to work. It's yeah. not like, you know, they're not in this perfect defense or anything like that. You know, that that's not going to happen. Like you just, you execute, it's going to work. I guarantee you, like, let's go for it, yeah. which, I, which yeah. I think is the, is the case. Like, I think if, had we just like executed the play, that's, I mean, in fact, I, I know we think that to be the case because Kitley said so himself in, in a somewhat of a rare time here where our coaches have kind of like not singled a guy out, but have said straight up, like, and we had a guy out there, you know, that if we throw it, we're probably getting the first down or, you know, so um, it's just this really long winded answer of like, um, I don't know if I would have in that spot. Okay. Okay. Just, and, and I don't even know if like the, uh, the, the book told, would have told us to go for it right then, just, just based on the way our defense was playing. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I still, I still don't mind them. I really don't like when you're a touchdown underdog and you're playing in that situation, you know, we, on the other hand, like I know us going for it led to them scoring, but like we need to score a lot more points than what we ended up with. Like we could have just punted it and not yeah. scored again and won that game. Yes. We yeah. were not going to yeah. win. I, we were not going to win that game 17 to whatever the score was. Yeah. No, no, no we weren't. But the thing to me though, is, is that in the fourth quarter, whenever you, uh, you went for it for it. And then I think you did it two times in a row there in mid late fourth quarter situations where you're down a score and you go for it on your own side of the field 
what that did that kind of is, to me is outside the statistics that created a huge momentum and a huge opportunity for TCU to take the game and win it themselves. Because to me, if you punt in those situations in the fourth quarter against TCU, with as well as your defense had played up to that point, they'd given up – at that point, they'd given up one touchdown. Bogus touchdown drive. And they gave up one. To me, you got to read – I'm a big, like, what do my eyes tell me? Like, what is going on, guy? My eyes tell me – they, 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 you frustrated them the whole day. So to me, I punt the ball away and I see if I can get Duggan to give it back to me because, or, or they fumble it, maybe get a turnover, or maybe at the, at the worst, because of how many negative plays you'd created that day with your defense, maybe you flip field position and you get it back with maybe like five minutes left and you're at the 50 or like the 40 instead of inside your own point. Yeah. So that's, that's the way that I look at it in that specific situation. I now, Yeah. The rest of the game, what once once Barron went out, was your offense pretty much anemic outside of one drive? Yes, you couldn't figure out what you were doing. And to me, too, that also should come into play. Like, on these fourth and short and third and short situations, regardless of what the book says to do, what personnel am I throwing out there? And what do I expect them to do based on what they've done the rest of the situation in the year in these situations? The thing, too, you were three for three on fourth down before you – before yeah, everybody went nuts when you didn't get that one. You know, it's like in that game, you were three for three. Um, and so like, I don't know, like I would not have, I agree with you, uh, with you, both of you. I would not have based off situation. I also, those ones in Oklahoma state, when you're, when you're on their side of the field, I would have punted those too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cop out. I'm going to just interrupt you though and say, I'm not like in the, I would have punted there. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking the the week thing and being like, I don't know. I would have just like shit myself. Just been like, oh, like I don't know what to do. Yeah, y'all just, just I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, no, I would have uh, I would have punted against TCU. I would have punted against Oklahoma State at least the first time. Yep. <clears throat> uh, yep. Baylor, I had no problem with the Baylor ones because your offense was so yeah, ba- yeah, agree with that. Figure something out. Um, but yeah, I just a man's got to have a code. And I like that McGuire has a code and he does whatever it's fair. Does, and I'm okay with that. And the thing is too, what we're probably, if, you know, in my opinion, you, you get a couple years down the road with this thing, you're probably going to love it how much you go for it. Cause you're going to baffle everybody else. And you're probably going to get it all the time. If you have the right personnel. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we, we go for, I will say this, like we go for it as if our offense is a lot better than it is. Yeah. Because that, like, like yes. I was saying earlier, the, the single biggest factor is likelihood of converting. So like the better your offense is, the more frequently you're going to find yourself like, well, the book says go for it. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, yeah, that, that part is, uh, I just don't know if our offense is good as we think it is. Right. And that, yeah. Especially with your backup quarterback in that situation. But, uh, and I've said this before, it's just uh, relates to you saying stick with the code. A man has to live by a code is, there are so many coaches, NFL, college, high school, it doesn't matter, that I promise you, it's just human nature, like that they make decisions that are not always in the best interests of like winning the game. It is there's like a preservation of job yeah. don't uh, want to be embarrassed factor that yeah. comes into decision making. And I I I think in the long run, because it applies to like more than just fourth downs and uh in the long run, having McGuire, a guy who very clearly like does not he is just like doing what he thinks is going to help us win the game like you know i mean he's not worried about anything else perception otherwise 
I think that's something that I want. I've all, I've, I used to say that on these like years ago when we had other coaches, like, that, like that's all I want. I mean, I think that's what I've said verbatim. I just want one of those. Yeah. And I think, I think we, we have one. So you just got to live with, live with it, you know? Yes. All right. Jay Bladell asks, if you're Taylor Beatles forced to run the offense, he hates Zach Killies. How do you game plan with Shuck and Donovan? I don't hate Zach Kittley's offense. First of all, it's just not my preference. Um, with Shuck, I run the offense that Zach Kittley that he that he got this job with. The one we saw Bailey Zappi run the past few years, where you're you're moving quickly, you're getting the ball out quickly, um, you're trying to hit big plays down the seam. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Um, the problem with that is I don't think that Chuck can do it because we haven't seen it. Um, he missed and Joel Klatt, even though he's a turd, he pointed it out twice on the, uh, on the broadcast, Chuck missed two touchdowns in, in like easy reads, like four vert reads that quarterbacks make in ninth grade where that, the, the number two receiver running the, the, you know, the, the close, the, the near hash, it gets open because there's a, there's, there's just a miscommunication and it happened twice and he threw into double coverage both times instead. So I'm nervous if Shuck's starting, um, but I, but I'm running the Kitley offense. Donovan starting. Believe, sorry, go ahead. I, was about to say, I can't believe no one's at, no one asked us who we would start or who we think will start either of those. <laughs> yeah. In, in all these. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the record, I think Shuck will start. I would start Donovan because for Donovan, like I said earlier, I think it accentuates the the good parts of your offense. Um, what per, if, what percent chance do you give Shuck to start? And and what I mean by start is like start with the intention of playing him for multiple series, you know, into the game. Not 70, not like in every other thing. Seventy. I would say eighty. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a reason we saw him against TCU and, and really there was no, like that seemed like the easy decision. Um, but if it were me, I'm dusting off that game plan from Iowa state last year, from Texas this year. And I am, you know, I'm slowing it down, using a lot of motion, using a lot of empty targeting cup, targeting price, you know, within the close to the line of scrimmage, just trying to get guys in space um, play a little keep away, use Donovan's bulldozer mentality, and and I'm trying to win. I think you could you could be successful in these last three weeks doing that, but I don't think that's what they'll do. I agree. I'm on the same page as Taylor. Okay, thanks. All right, uh, next question, last question from Zyler Buchanan. I think he asks this every week. Why do we win on Saturday, and why do we lose on Saturday? Oh, no, I'll say – I think we win on Saturday because um, our offense does what everyone else has done and what it should do, which is move the ball and score points and like score points and move the ball in a way that like somewhat protects our defense. Yeah. Like I hope people understand that even if our, Red Raiders, our offense is as bad as Red Raider sports thinks it is, it should still move the ball Saturday. Yes. doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. doesn't matter. So that's why I think we, we, we win. Now, why, why do we, we lose is our defense sees something similar to Kansas State that it hasn't really seen 
and that our strengths can't really be leveraged against and uh, they outscore us. Yeah. Uh, our boom or bust kind of mentality on defense where we've been susceptible to screens and misdirection is basically the perfect defense to run Kansas's offense against. And they have us running all over the place, creating holes for them to run through and then are able to hit us on some play action stuff. And we just, and we're and, and they just, like you said, they just outscore us. Um, we win. Ultra aggression. Yeah. We win on Saturday. If our aggression is in the penetration that our D line gets and the way our linebackers attack downhill they just can't get going. Like they, you don't have time to make those reads. Even if you do, there's a guy in your face and there's a guy in the face of the, you know, the guy getting the handoff or catching the pitch. And honestly, if Jalen Daniels is back, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because the kind of offense they run is very rhythm based and he is out of it, you know? And so, and I may eat those words if he comes back and looks like he did pre-injury, but I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, so, but yeah, we win if if our defense kind of blows up what they try to do and then we're able to move the ball on them like everybody, but basically Oklahoma State could. I th I, th I think you win if you can get out to, an, if you can jump on them early and get out to a, some kind of two possession lead early, you're really going to get them out of sorts and they're yeah. going to have to start doing things. They do it. It's the same thing we said a lot of weeks, but they are not designed at all. So if you get out to a two-possession lead on them and they start having to throw it and they can't just run their offense, that, that's how you win that game. Like that's what Oklahoma did. Oklahoma's not any good on defense. Yeah. But they were just able to, to get a stop and score a couple times. And get some freaking turnovers. That get be some nice. freaking turnovers, <laughs> finally. Yes, that, that, would, that would be big. Um, that, you said that was the last question? Yeah, that was the last question. So uh, appreciate it. Always – I enjoy getting the topics. You know, I think it's when we got like 10 or 13, which is our makes sense. Um, it's, I think it's a one-to-one -one ratio on questions asked to the listeners. Definitely. And uh, we do. Yeah, we, we, uh, I, I think you could admit that we do appreciate the, the people who, who do listen, even though this is a, a suppressed podcast, you know, we don't have like the, the sponsors and the, and all the, the flair and uh, that some of the others have. It's a very competitive field. That there's a lot of other options that people could listen to. Yeah, for uh, other other than us, and a lot of those options are pushed out by everyone. And while ours is honestly, I mean, I've said it's suppressed by by many, um, but, but it is for yeah. the Red Raider Sports subscribers. It is, and only them. That's correct. Ben Golan yeah, will have this unpinned by this time tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. This will be you're to be buried. So that's, what, that's, what, that's what we want. That's what we move want. This to the EF. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm going up. I'm driving up on uh, Friday, and then I'm staying through through Tuesday. So I'm going to the La Tech basketball game. Oh, nice. I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be cold, but I want to see win. Cold. I mean, yes, it's not going to be fun to lose to Kansas. Never. You know what's ironic is we are like the line is very similar. To when we last lost to Kansas, so we were like six point favorites. You know, now we're, uh, you know, three, three and a half, four, but it opened five, so it's a similar spot in Why terms of line. And we should have won that Here. game for the record. Oh yeah, Jesus, Wills did something a, in that game that just blew my mind. 
what was the record or what was the spread when the, the COVID year, when the game was stupid close here? It was like 17. Oh, it was wow. big. Okay. That, that was, that was like, that was one of the worst Kansas teams ever. I know, yeah. That's, that's still shocking, but wow. Yeah. I don't think I feel pretty good about this week. We're at home. Kansas defense isn't very good. I don't think the crowd's going to be very good, but whatever. I still, I don't think it'll matter. Yes. We'll be all right. We, we seem to play well when the crowds don't show up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not mature enough to deal with, with the big game day atmosphere. I don't think. Like the Iowa State game last year, the, the crowd was route. Don't get me wrong. The people that were there were into it yeah. and were loud. Yeah. But it was, it was a yeah. weak, weak crowd. Yeah. Weak. The, yeah. The, the, there yeah. were student section was 50% full. The east side was, you know, I'm a, I'm a notorious east side hater. Um, <laughs> it was, wasn't full at all. It wasn't even close. And yet we showed up. Like when we beat Oklahoma State, beat the crap out of them. Uh, Wells first year, 11 a.m. I think. There's yeah. nobody there. Terrible crowd. Yeah. Beat the crap out of them. Well, but when so, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's a shit crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it will be. So here's my here's my question. If they win Saturday, do you win at Ames? If you win this Saturday. Yes. Hi. Uh, I don't know if those are related at all, but uh I think it's 50-50 names. I really do. Their defense, man. Their defense is going to be real tough, I think, for you to score. Yeah, but we we should be able to really mess with them, our defense. Yes, that's what – No, I I agree. agree We're only going to need to score, like, 13 points to beat them, I think. So, that's why – I'm not not too nervous about it. All right. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm nervous, but, I, I mean, I think we have a better chance of winning Saturday than we do there. Yeah, I agree. But it's not a huge difference. I don't think it's a huge difference. I don't want this coming down to OU Friday after Saturday after Thanksgiving. That's what I do not want. I would like to get these two wins out of the way now. So, to quote Samuel Jackson, "Hold on to your butts." Oh, I thought you were gonna. There's so many. (laughs) That could have gone so many different places. I didn't know where it was going, but that's that's good. I like that. All right. Well, we're about running out of time on the Zoom, so. Anything? Speak now or let it go black? Anything? Nothing? All right. So we'll, we'll see you guys next week. These nerds nerd out a lot. If you are a big tech nerd, but you walked into the spot. These nerds, these nerds nerd out a lot. Go, Taylor. Go, Hunter.